Spot of tea, love. It says to let it sit 10 to 15 minutes. Oh no. I just burnt the shit out of my leg. Okay, your so I'm not supposed to touch. Well, it's your saucer. <gasps> saucer. Oh my god. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. Unfortunately, yet again, we are back in our house because, yet again, it is storming. And this time, it's worse. It's one of the worst lightning storms I've ever been in. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're in a disaster movie right now. Yeah. To be honest. Geostorm. But... (laughs) No ceiling tiles. No. It's barely raining. Yeah. It's just constant lightning and thunder. Like, I, and by constant, I mean literally constant. It hasn't stopped. So we are back in our apartment recording at home. So if you hear some rumbling of thunder or the meowing of a cat, we're at home right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is why. So tonight we saw a movie that... I think both of us were pretty excited for. Um, I was unsure how you were I unsure. felt okay. going into this movie. I was very excited. We are both big Jordan Peele fans. Us was great, but of course the number one Jordan Peele like horror movie is mm-hmm. Get Out, which I think is your favorite horror movie of all time. Yes, correct. It is. So we are just massive Jordan Peele fans. And so we were super excited to see his newest movie, which is called Nope. Mm-hmm. So coming out of the theater, obviously, we've had some time to ruminate on everything since we had the drive home and mm-hmm. getting the animals settled. What are your initial thoughts? So I know just a second ago, I said that going into this movie, I was unsure. Mm hmm. Of course, I was excited because I love Jordan Peele. Like you said, we're huge fans of Jordan Peele. Um, My initial thoughts are he is a genius. Mm -hmm. And this was amazing. Those are some lofty words. I didn't expect to feel this way. Yeah? I really was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Well, because you're not like that much of a sci-fi gal. No, I'm not. it was build very much sci-fi horror genre kind of like um close encounters yeah like a similar thing yeah i think for me i am going to say that i absolutely loved a lot of it Mm -hmm. and i very much disliked some of it okay if that makes sense sure i did see a couple of spoiler free reviews on tiktok that hyped me up a little bit too much and they were Mm -hmm. dropping words that were like something of all time Mm -hmm. or like best movie of the year like yeah phrases like that that made me get a little bit buttered up so i could be slightly biased and i'm not saying that i hated it by any stretch of the imagination i loved it Mm -hmm. but the first i want to say two acts I felt really struggled to like get their footing Hmm. without spoiling anything there is a flashback I guess we'll call it Mm -hmm. that is cut 
within the movie. So you're getting present day time and then you're going into the flashback. And I think the flashback felt so disconnected from the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. that really until you like got to like the final conclusion, you didn't really like understand why it was in there. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like a satisfying like, oh, I get it now. It was just kind of like, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I kind of agree with that. I think it was interesting because the flashback was kind of like the first scene of the movie. Uh huh. And like everyone around us was like, what the hell? Like Literally everyone. Yeah. And like I thought that too. But then I kind of, I don't know. I felt like it made sense. Like it, it connected it eventually. Like it did. There was no connection at the beginning, right? But like eventually, it made a connection, and we could have done without it. But like not. See, I don't I, know. I liked having it in there. I think for me, what I didn't like about how they handled this flashback is that it wrapped up too early, mm-hmm. and so it felt like it was only incorporated into the first two acts of the movie and Mm -hmm. so when you get into the third act which is you know obviously in any like sci-fi or horror movie it's just constant action Mm -hmm. we never like went back to it and it just felt like it was just so out of place because Mm -hmm. it wasn't a part of the whole movie if that makes sense no i agree with that for sure yeah um, I also think that as much as I love him as an actor, Daniel Kaluuya's performance in this movie was spotty at times, I felt, mm-hmm. where, you know, sometimes he was playing this captivating character that you were rooting for. And then in other scenes, he was just like... He was kind of checked out. The flattest human being, mm-hmm. yeah. which I know was... Part of the character. Part of the character, mm-hmm. but it, it when you're first getting to know a character, having them just be completely deadpan mm-hmm. is not doing you any favors because it took me, un- again, until the third act to actually care about him. I struggled with forming an emotional connection at the beginning, mm-hmm. which especially for horror movies when there's quote-unquote peril towards the Mm -hmm. end the only way that's satisfying is if you care about the people in the movie i kind of actually agree with that you were not really particularly invested in him because no he was very flat like just sometimes i wanted to be like hello yeah like are you okay like are you gonna talk like and i think what was interesting is they didn't even give us a reason for him being that way Mm -hmm. because it's not like he had ptsd it's not like he had like these explanation for why he was basically a shell of a human (laughs) but i think when you had these really charismatic characters Mm -hmm. around him it was it just like he stuck out like a sore thumb as being mm-hmm. like I just had a question in my brain of like why did they choose to direct him that way and mm-hmm. play him that mm-hmm. way it didn't feel like it was an acting choice because we all know like you said Daniel Kaluuya can act circles around people right and like look at him and get out like he was amazing yeah but like definitely felt like direction because mm-hmm. you had Kiki Palmer who was like turning up 
Yeah, like acting. Literally the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, it's bringing the <laughs> most energy to the entire yeah. film, honestly. Yeah. And like Steven Yun's character, he's always just like in anything that he's in for me, like whether it's The Walking Dead or like Minari, like he's just like the star of the show mm-hmm. when he's on screen. Like mm-hmm. obviously like he wasn't the lead character and you know, yeah. whatever, but when he is on screen, it's just like he's just captivating mm-hmm. to watch. And so I think that's another thing was that in all of the scenes that Daniel's character OJ was with other people, mm-hmm. he was so outshined yeah. that it was hard to get to know him. And it's not that like there aren't introverted people in the world. Obviously, sure. like it was cool, kind of cool and interesting to have like a quiet. I was gonna say maybe that lead. was kind of the point like yeah. maybe it was like we're gonna let the introverts have a little moment <laughs> right. for a second which like as an introvert it's like I appreciate yeah that. like sometimes we are in the foreground but you just don't really notice us because right there's That's true. louder people That's than true. us I just felt the I'll just say it very plainly I felt like the first half of the movie was a little disjointed and a little sloppy Okay. And I wish that it wasn't because mm-hmm. if it had just been as amazing as the third act was, mm-hmm. then I would have agreed with all of the reviews that I read that this is like one of the best sci-fi movies yeah. r- released recently. I mm. don't agree. Because <laughs> right. <laughs> because I think because I respect Jordan Peele so much and I love him, I just feel like there was a reason for everything that he did. Mm-hmm. Like it was all on purpose. I agree with that and I it was funny because like as I was watching the movie, I was like, "Okay, so what's the symbolism?" because like uh-huh. everything is like a symbol with him. Yeah. But when I think about directors that are a little bit more complex mm-hmm. like a Jordan Peele where you think that everything has a meaning and has I feel like you end up forgiving them for like mistakes that they make because uh-huh. you're like oh well they did that on purpose yeah but like a really good complex director can also make really bad choices sure of course and so I feel like this was my first witnessing of Jordan Peele kind of fumbling a little bit Mm -hmm. not fumbling totally just a little bit and so I think it threw me off slightly Mm -hmm. still pretty amazing (laughs) yeah I was gonna say you know I think I'm I'm a more forgiving person in general than you so it's no surprise that I'm just gonna stick to my guns on this one and just Mm be in the camp of he did it for a reason and I'm okay with it (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not going to fault him for it because I I mean I really do think he's a genius and I think he has such a good vision for telling a story Mm -hmm. and I think one of the reviews that you showed me on TikTok like the girl was talking about like the visual storytelling Uh and I thought about that like the entire time I was like man like He really was not playing around Mm -hmm. like with the visual storytelling. For this specific movie, he got probably the most qualified director of photography to shoot a sci-fi movie. Okay. His name is Hoyt Van Hoytema. I don't know how to say (gasps) that name. It's Dutch Swedish. Okay. Um, But he was the director of photography for Tenant Ad Astra dunkirk a james bond movie interstellar 
And he also was the director of photography for Let the Right One In, which is a vampire oh. horror movie. So he has both like horror and sci-fi in his background and, and action. action. Yeah. And so like he was literally the most perfect person that Jordan could have hired mm-hmm. for this movie. And if I can give an A plus to any film this year, I think this was one of my favorite like in terms of cinematography. Yeah, I would agree with that 100% actually. Yeah. There were a few moments that felt a little bit Hitchcock to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there were a few moments that felt a little bit like old Western to me. Uh-huh. And there was like just some nods to like old film yeah. that I really liked. And then also very futuristic, of uh-huh. course, imagery with the space stuff going on. Right. That we won't really spoil too much of, but everyone right. clearly knows this is a movie about aliens and space right. related items. Right. So one of the moments that felt particularly Hitchcock to me mm-hmm. was when they were in the house and the blood was running down the uh-huh. window. I was like, ooh, that's something Hitchcock would have done. Yeah. Like it just, f- and like the house was old. Honestly, and the like, house itself kind of was like a horror house, yeah. you know. I do agree that the way things were shot were a little different based on the scene that you were in. Like there were some very classic horror scenes. Like actually one of the scariest scenes in the entire movie doesn't even involve aliens. And Mm -hmm. it's just very classic jump scare. Mm -hmm. And it was shot like a traditional horror movie. And then there are scenes that you are in a corral with horses and it's those big wide shots that Mm -hmm. feel like very Western and you kind of lose the fact that you're like in the modern world. Even like there's Steven Yeun's character is dressed like a cowboy most of the time. You know? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So I think... I agree that even though like each of the styles are so different, like whatever scene it was in was perfect for that scene. Mm-hmm. It flowed so perfectly mm-hmm. and it all fit together so well. Yeah. And it didn't feel, even with the flashback kind of being disjointed. If we are talking about just the basic 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 plot because you don't want to spoil anything Mm -hmm. for this movie oj and emerald are a brother and sister duo who inherit a horse ranch after their father passes away Mm -hmm. and this horse ranch is where they train hollywood horses so horses that are in movies Mm mm-hmm and they're struggling to find their footing after their father's death and some really strange things start happening their father's death was questionable and Mm -hmm. all that and basically they very quickly figure out that it's aliens Mm -hmm. and just like in the trailer they end up hiring someone to set up surveillance at their house because Uh their goal is to catch this on camera so that they can make Mm -hmm. the money to basically buy back their horses that they've had to sell Mm -hmm. and rebuild their brand Mm -hmm. and their ranch. Right. So that's just the basic nuts and bolts. But oh my God, it is so much more complicated than that. One of the biggest themes, which I think you'll agree with, are society and our culture's obsession with filming everything yeah I definitely picked up on that too and it was kind of not a very subtle no theme (laughs) it was very out there and another thing is like the obsession I think 
with our culture of not missing an opportunity Uh to kind of like capitalize on surveillance. What was super interesting was one of the earliest shots that we have of OJ's character, who is the lead, he is making a phone call and it's with a flip phone. Mm -hmm. And so basically like from the start, he is very separate from the rest of them that he, Mm. you know, is not really a part of that like chase for fame and Mm -hmm. chase for riches and for, you know, all of that, which even there is a character that is so obsessed with getting the shot or getting, Mm -hmm. you know, that what they're trying to get that they even put themselves like directly in harm's way to do it. Uh Uh-huh. And it's interesting because, I mean, people do that in real life. Like, there was a story I read very recently, like, in the news that a a man literally fell inside of a volcano because he was trying to get a picture. <laughs> oh, and my God. And somehow he, like, caught the, like, caught an edge and they were able to take him out. But, like, literally just to get the picture, the shot, he fell into a volcano <sighs> And people do that shit all the time. And so I think like that commentary, even though it was like very on the nose, Mm -hmm. was valuable because it is very true about our society. Yeah. Is nothing that is traumatic can just be left by itself. It has to be filmed. Mm -hmm. And and this very much was the case. And not only filmed, but like capitalized on. Yes, because what I was just thinking about, the sister is like obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. She keeps calling it the Oprah shot. Like they're uh-huh. going to get it and they're going to like, it's going to be Oprah worthy, quote unquote. Right. And I kept thinking to myself, did Oprah like pay to have them keep saying her <laughs> name and talk about her show? Because like, I wouldn't put it past her, to be honest. You know, the Oprah Winfrey show hasn't been on TV in a long time, which like R.I.P. I was a huge fan of the Oprah Winfrey show. I was just about to panic because I was like, did I miss Oprah Winfrey dying? Because you said R.I.P. And I was like, wait a second. No, No, R.I.P. the Oprah Winfrey show. Because like what a hallmark of our culture that was. (laughs) But like. They really referenced Oprah a lot. Yeah, and there was did. even a scene where she was like watching an old Oprah Winfrey like episode mm-hmm. on her phone. And I was like, that is so like, what a strange yeah. reference to choose. She probably asked to be in it, but he didn't want to cast her because like the second like Oprah is in it. It's just like <laughs> Oprah's one of those people that like, even though she is like a good actress, like yeah. she was great in the color purple. Like once you see Oprah, like it's just <laughs> Oprah. Like yeah. she can't be another person. She isn't anyone else so besides Oprah. They they just slipped it in with a reference instead. I loved it, but I was also like, okay, we've said Oprah a lot. Like yeah. <laughs> something had to have been done to make this happen. Right. The funniest thing that I was thinking of actually whenever they were setting up all of the surveillance cameras, it made me think of like our old neighborhood 
and like <laughs> if there was an alien invasion over park circle there would have been like 75 oh ring camera shots posted to the crime watch yes. within seconds yeah there would have been a whole facebook group about <laughs> tracking the alien activity <laughs> we lived in this neighborhood that was obsessive over their ring camera footage yes to, so much to the point that like it actually almost was one of the reasons why we moved it was a it was a part of it. It was a part it was of it. Part of it. And they, you know, every little move that somebody made that was a little bit out of the ordinary, they had to post it online and it was a whole big thing. And I just kept thinking about like when they were setting up those like home security cameras to catch the aliens. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a thousand percent what would happen in Park Circle. Like, <laughs> yes, there were even scenes where they would like go back and like rewatch the footage from the previous night or the mm-hmm. previous day and like rewind it and rewatch it and rewind it and rewatch it. And it's like our culture has become so obsessed with filming everything that sometimes we don't even enjoy the thing that we're actually doing uh-huh. because we're trying to record it, whether it be photos or boomerangs or videos or something for our instagram story like sometimes just go out to dinner like you don't have to take pictures of it right (laughs) but like i'm just as guilty of this but like i think it really is crazy like how far we've come with i think too it it played into the idea of us just as a society being so desensitized Mm. because of how much we film and Mm -hmm. because like everybody sees themselves as like a cinematographer that they don't actually they're looking at whatever they're filming through the phone and so they don't actually process like what it is happening what is happening and that happens with the characters is that they're literally interacting with a fucking alien spaceship yeah. and they don't really seem that scared because no. they're obsessed with getting the shot. And I think that is, I mean, there are obviously there are moments of, you know, sure. terror and sure. peril, but for the most part, any person, if there was a saucer hovering over your house, mm-hmm. would just pack up your shit and leave. Absolutely. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. It will not be me who's getting got by aliens. <laughs> I thought that the CGI and the VFX mm. were outstanding. I thought so, too. I was blown away. Not a single shot looked cheap. No. <laughs> it was, no, no, it no. was gorgeous and detailed and there were some scenes in the third act that I was it's funny because like the third act obviously is supposed to be like heart racing and Mm -hmm. exciting and scary but there were some scenes that were just so beautiful Uh that I was just like whoa yeah like (laughs) I was the same way and it was even like it was like wow this is like payroll but I was still like wow Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's such beautiful payroll (laughs) gorgeous payroll (laughs) payroll you're so beautiful oh my god payroll (laughs) yes queen payroll is serving looks (laughs) oh my god anyways I genuinely like I know I can be a little bit harsh and I I have to repeat myself that I did love this movie. Mm -hmm. I think if I was to rank Jordan Peele movies, it would still be Get Out at the top for sure. I think that is still his masterpiece. A hundred percent. But this is definitely better than us, I think. Um, So 
Rating this is hard for me because I truly do believe that it deserves a large popcorn. Mm -hmm. And I'm still going to give it a large popcorn with the knowledge that even a large popcorn has its faults. Sure. I understand why there is a group of critics that are not jiving with it Mm -hmm. because there are some parts of it that did fumble a little bit Mm -hmm. and struggled. And I, I understand that that could completely turn some people off sure and there are going to be a lot of people that i honestly and genuinely think that there are going to be probably five percent of people who see this movie might be considering walking out in the first 20 minutes Mm. they might yeah if they don't stick with it i could see them you know being like "Uh, okay right so if you do um plan to see this i will say just stick with it please stick with it it's no surprise that it's a large popcorn for me as well and i agree with your rankings of his movies as well get out will always be my favorite so good it's just so good um but i definitely like this better than us i think the story was better the visuals were better it was just i don't know it's just a better story and a better movie So I hope you guys get the chance to go and see it this mm-hmm. weekend or during this coming week. Um, and speaking of this coming week, we are actually going to be taking a break. Mm-hmm. So we will see you guys again August 5th with a review of Brad Pitt's new movie, Bullet Train, which we are both pretty jazzed about. Wait. It might suck, but I love, I hope it I love Brad Pitt so much. Me too. And the trailers have been so much fun so i think it's just going to be a really fun movie to go see yeah there's been a lot of good movies this year they really have it's just 2022 is bringing the heat with the movies it's bringing the heat and it's bringing the audiences i've been noticing just like packed packed theaters every time we go i'm not gonna lie i love having the theater to ourselves Mm -hmm. but sometimes it started to get a little sad yeah it was just like us and like one other couple in the movie theater would i like more room and would I like to put my feet up? On <laughs> Abby the back needs of the more chair? elbow room. My shoulders are too big for movie theater <laughs> chairs. I'm always squi- like my shoulders are pinched in and I come out with like back problems. Yeah. I mean, I got plenty of those to spare. I, uh, yes, we know. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is really nice to see theaters filled up again and just excited to see what else 2022 brings us. Definitely. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us on the ride home.